0: <laughs> well, I'm going to try it again. I kind of screwed up on the last time I tried it. It's uh, December the 2nd in Vernon, British Columbia. It's about, I don't know, 11 12 minus 11 12 Celsius right now. fairly cold. But, uh, you know, it's a quarter to five. It's got it's dark already. It's dark at like quarter to four. Four o'clock. <clears throat> so that's the weather we're in and that's the time of year we're in. <clears throat> Another nineteen days and the days get longer. <laughs> yes, every six months that happens. Longer and shorter. Oh, yes. Hmm. So who do you trust these days? Do you trust your kids? Do you trust your wife? Do you trust your mother, your father, your brother? Do you trust the people you work with? Do you trust the politicians on TV and, you know, media? Well, I tell you, if you do, I think you should think about it. Because for quite a quite a while now, not very long, but a year or two, a couple of years, I have swore off believing anybody. I don't care who it is. I don't say that to them or anything. I just don't. I just, I just don't trust what they say. I'm not going to call them liars or anything like that. The problem is <clears throat> it's a situation where people don't do not realize how naive pe- they actually are and how easily they are manipulated by slick propaganda and how how uh, Oh, they are they're not uh, they're not programmed to to be able to sustain continued lives they eventually give in and go along with it <clears throat> And uh, that's sad that's a sad case on human nature but that is it human nature is so easily swayed. And uh, the pro- problem right now is that with media, the way it is, <clears throat> the propaganda machines are just humming. And, uh, and if you pay attention to what, how people talk about things, especially about politics, oh yeah, they are absolutely convinced that this person is no good and that is wrong and they shouldn't be in charge of anything yeah and they decided that well the fact is no they did not decide that they were influenced by media and it is so slick that they they think it's their idea and it's it's a planted idea and uh, that's Basically, what will end the this age is the lying and the whatever. It will uh, collapse humanity. And, uh, you know, when Jesus said, I am the truth and the life and the way, or something like that, he was telling, I mean, he was, He was letting us know who it is. That uh, that has. uh, I mean, after all, now, if you don't believe it, don't believe in him and don't believe in God, that's one thing. But if you do, and you understand a bit that there must be somebody, something much greater than you or I, then you have to realize that. The time is, uh, you know, laid out in a certain way. It appears that God is allowed approximately 7,000 years for the world's planet to do its thing. 6,000 with humans running the planet under the influence of Satan. And then a 1,000 years under the the rule of Jesus Christ. And then after that, that's the end of this type of uh, worldly existence, physical. That's the end of physical existence. And, from what it says, that when everything is redone, people are resurrected to a new body, to the believers who believe that Jesus Christ is Lord and who is the person who died, suffered and died for them, created everything. God says, if you believe that I sent him to do that, you will be saved. Not by money, not by being good, or, you know, there's nothing wrong with being good, and most likely earns rewards of some kind, especially for those who believe that they have, you know, Jesus said, when I return, I bring my rewards with me. Now, what that is, only He knows. But the, uh, the world to come, which is really what it is, I follow a, a group that they call themselves Tomorrow's World, and they have congregations all over the place, mostly in English-speaking countries. And they claim that they are preaching to the Lost Tribes of Israel who are turns out to be the white race on this planet. There's no other way to explain it because the Israelites finally migrated into Western Europe and into England, Ireland, Scotland, Scandinavia, France, Belgium. Denmark. and they traveled through the Caucasians and they did took 2500 years in the meantime they lost all all uh, notion of who they were there, there was six million of them when the Syrians drove them out of Israel six million and they captured them <laughs> and, uh you start with 6 million in over 2,500 years, you could end up with quite a few, which is what it is. Millions and millions. Europe, Eastern Europe, Western Europe, mostly Western Europe. At that time, like in the 1700s is when Immigration actually kind of started, I think, and uh, it was quite a deal, you know, they were withheld their, their promise, as God promised Abraham, 2,520 years or something like that, and it, exactly when that time is over. And I guess people look this up and they can figure it out when the curse was put on them and when it was taken off. And when it was taken off, it was like these people in England and Ireland, Scotland, Germany, and wherever, like they woke up and started to do things. Started to build stuff and uh, invent stuff do all kinds of things, until they were able to build ships, and they finally built ships and traveled over to the New World, which was at that time North America, and you can say what you like, but uh, the Indians in North America, I believe, are, well I know they, they are, I can't they are aboriginals. And I believe that they were created in a six-day creation. When he created them male and female. It wasn't Adam, which was male and female. And they were told they had the fish of the sea, and all the animals, and all the things Well, the thing is, you have to admit that the way it looks like and the way it ended up was that North America was set aside and saved for the lost, ten lost tribes of Israel. They multiplied to such an extent that that's where the, the bulk of them went. And it appears that God just held it in, in store for them. That God knew all along that this was going to happen. It was part of his plan. And I think he has a plan. We're in the plan. Every single thing that happens is in the plan of every single person. And if he knows when a sparrow falls, he knows when a Dewworm dies. And all the miracle stuff around. I mean, really. The things that are created are so fantastic. Unexplainable. Things like some certain cells in your body that actually work like a motor. Up to 2,000 RPM. I know you can figure that. Can stop in a quarter turn in reverse. That didn't just happen. That was created. And. uh, The eye. Your eye. Can you imagine? Everything that had to go into creating an eye. For you to. Be able to register what's going on in the world in the back of your eye and that would transmit into your brain and your brain would project it out to you like a visual screen and color and pictures and sound and everything. You know, how do you explain that? Oh, it's uh the body replicates itself, fixes itself, reproduces itself. I mean that, that's quite a deal. God uh, puts that into practice. <clears throat> I believe that you know I missed the boat so many times of what I could have done and should have done. But to be absolutely honest, I refused to do the things I knew I should do and i i did the things I knew I shouldn't do and saint Paul talked about that too you know, how is it that a human being is like that I mean I'm not alone every human being seems to seems to be carnal and and very hard to very hard to be uh, follow God's plan altogether. I mean, I try to follow it. I tried this Sabbath day, it started already today. But, uh, Ten Commandments, and I said, Jesus said, if you want to have life, you know, be baptized and Repent and be baptized. Now there was people. I think he did say that they weren't baptized. But he uh, he said that I am the resurrection and the life, and he who believeth in me will not will not uh, will not die. So I mean this. All this uh, end of the world, end of time, end of age—all that stuff—that's <clears throat> most likely going to happen. And there's nothing we can do about it. We can—the thing is that I imagine—I sometimes think it's, a, you know, a blessing that a person is alive at this time to see all this. Not that he can do anything about it, but he can see it, and it could, should, it's, you know, strengthen your belief in, the, in and God and, and in Jesus Christ, because that's eventually who's who's, uh, who's going to deal with it. Oh man, you know, the book of Revelation is such a book. I read it quite a few times. I've listened to it many times on my phone, parked and listened to it down by the lake, and Every time it comes to the city of God descending to this planet and what it's made out of, and how big it is, all this. You know, here I think I've been working on a deal for 33 years to build a big adult community with 451 homes, you know, over 900 people, bigger than the town of Falkland down the highway, and... uh, When I started in nineteen eighty-nine I I didn't really visualize that it would be this big. But I did I did try to sit out here and visualize what it would be like. And I I think I got a bit of a vision of it. And I don't it makes me wonder. I drew the plans drew the plans for the rec center. It was, I think it was about 12,000 square feet then. And uh, I drew the plans up and I took them to a draftsman and I said, will you, you know, transcribe these into a, uh, the right, uh, I need building uh, plans. So he did and he did a good job of it. And, and the other thing is, I know, and I'm quite sure that I couldn't do that now, and I don't know why that is. Is that a little burst of creativity you get at a certain time in your life, or something? And I uh, must be because that's what happened, and it's pretty good. I allowed, <laughs> I allowed the uh, the guy that I sold it to he basically just come out of his checkbook and paid bills. I did everything. I decided everything, built everything, and I knew that he would want some input into this big rec center. And sure enough, he said, oh, well, we should cut this down a little bit. I'll cut down this and that. And I said, well, okay, we'll cut it right here. How's that? It's about 2,000 square feet. We'll make it 10,000. Yeah, okay, 10,000. And I said to him, I didn't say to him, but that's what I wanted, was $10,000. Well, I know I had to leave something for you to have a say in it. And then he kept asking me, how much is it going to cost? How much is it going to cost? And I'd say, well, we'll find that out when it's done. I said, we're doing everything ourselves. Can't do it any cheaper. And I said, I can guarantee you this. that When you put the, your, uh, your uh, insurance, fire insurance on this building, you're going to find that it's going to be valued at at least 200000 more than it's cost. And uh, sure enough, it was. More than that, I think. So, I got the right to build a rec center and pump houses and subdivisions, and roads, all kinds of stuff without any interference, basically from anyone. And I, I realized I was not lucky to be able to do that, and, uh, you know, not everybody gets that opportunity, and, uh, you know, I I realized that, and that, so, me and, and the guy that I sold it to, we got, you know, we got, we got along very well. He, uh, he never questioned me on it, and uh, I, you know, I didn't cheat him one bit on anything. In fact, I did. I did so many things. I never got paid for managing the property. I never got paid for for uh, selling. I got paid commission. Well, I got paid for selling. I never got paid for supervising construction. Not really. All I got paid for was selling a unit. And I was dumb. I know I was dumb. I should have. Should have been more. Should have been way more. Yeah. Huh. I can't do anything. I don't think I can do anything about that now. I wouldn't mind trying, but oh, it's too late. I move over to this uh, care home. You know, <clears throat> I know I am really I've got to pretty well do it. <clears throat> but it's, it's not high on my list to do because, you know, I'm sitting right here and I'm pretty independent. And what I mean is cooking, cleaning, and stuff like that get to get me. I mean, I've been doing it for 14 years. And, uh, I'm getting too old. It's 88. I'm coming 89. Ah, man, man, I can't smell. So I food poison myself every so often. But I don't know. It'll happen. Whatever's going to happen, will happen. And I'll have to go over there. (laughs) The thing that bothers me is that I, for instance sit in front of a coffee table and I eat and look at at TV when I'm eating, whatever.
1: Over there, I'll
0: have to sit with three other people around the dining room table, and I'll have to entertain three times a day, whether I want to or not. And I'm not crazy about that. I'm not crazy about trying to entertain people for no good reason. I mean, that's what that's what you get put into and but I have to realize I got to bite the bullet and realize I'm at that age I mean I have trouble walking you know man I don't know legs are weak legs are very weak so anyway ah it's enough of me complaining There's going to be tough times coming, but after that, then it's the best of all times. The thing that people have waited for thousands of years will happen. Till then, good luck. God bless you.